player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 220 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother, remote from my mother and me, uh, I don't, Sean. How are we doing? Good. Uh, we'll get to why we're doing this remote here in a second. We don't have COVID, don't worry. But if this is the first time you're hearing, seeing, or listening to us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you what you need to know in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt. If you only listen to us on audio services, that's cool too. Two and sound like tool. Uh, <laughs> just make sure you leave us a five-star review and make Dustin star proud. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two player co-op, just like our producers, Steve Appleton and Sue and Vernon Slayton did as well as our affiliate James solar. If you like cool t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, and the like, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op until we're out of this pandemic. No matter what this podcast looks like, I'm going to tell you every week to go ahead and wear your Woo-hoo! mask. That is important. Uh, so, yeah, if you can tell, if you're watching at youtube.com slash player co-op, you can tell, first off, I'm seeing the ring light in my eyes now. I just see a big, big ring light everywhere I look now um, from looking <laughs> in the camera. Uh, we're doing this remote because we're in the middle of Snowmageddon 2021 here in Memphis. Uh, it is currently checks notes, 16 degrees outside. Uh, we've had, I would say like an inch of snow, which I know sounds like nothing depending on where you are in the country. Um, but we've got a lot of, yeah, we got a lot of winter weather coming in. Uh, I actually stopped to get gas today and I about died. Um, we took Bella. We got a new puppy. If you saw on Twitter, we, we got a new puppy. She's the size of a squirrel. Um, we took her just to get a checkup and everything. And after we dropped her off, cause they're not doing anything in person, uh, I had to get gas. So we went to the gas station and I just opened the door because it's like under a giant canopy. And I got out, I stepped out. I'm driving. I step out. I have my phone in my left hand iPhone 12 pro in my left hand. I take one step down, not seeing the black ice that I parked over, not thinking there would be anything there because again, I parked under a giant canopy at a gas station and I immediately ate shit. Um, at a gas station. Yeah. Jess was just like, Oh, oh. she's like, you were there. And then you weren't, you were just gone. <laughs> I'm and I, picturing, I'm picturing her looking at you from inside the car, and then you just, I just disappear. <laughs> yeah, just disappear. And it was not. It was not. Was good. it one of those like? Whoa, 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 no, whoa, it was just. Or it was just. Whoop, boom. My left foot uh, hit the pavement, and my left foot went. Phew, and I went. Phew, and I broke my fall with my left hand phone. holding my phone, and the phone is not cracked. Thank God. Um, I don't know how, because I landed all my weight on it. My wrist was killing me. I hit my elbow too. Um, I actually remember as I was falling, I saw the person that was getting their gas, like across the way from me. I saw this older lady go, she was smoking a cigarette. She goes like, she saw me falling and then her husband came running over. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. Um, but that was nice. yeah, so <clears throat> 
I survived. Um, but we are in the middle. Apparently, Casey just threw up. Well, that sucks. Uh-oh. Uh, may have to pause the podcast. Um, but yeah, so Snowmageddon is here. Um, so because of all that, and because I almost died today, we're doing this remotely over Zoom for the first time since COVID was ravaging us. I mean, it's been ravaging us. It's still ravaging us. Um, so yeah, we're doing this remote. Um, sorry, James Solar, that we couldn't record live with you. I, I guess there's some way to get like a zoom call into whatever into, you know, OBS, but, um, there's just no, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. I tried before it was so laggy. There's no point in trying to do it. Um, so I'm sorry, James, but we'll be back to normal next week. It's supposed to warm up. We'll be fine then. Um, well, he's in his own snowmageddon down there too. Oh, well, you're did you see that up. happen? <laughs> <laughs> this was doomed from the start. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> Not straight. Why don't did care. just randomly fall? I don't fall. Because I noticed it was kind of off kilter earlier and I tried to fix it and apparently I did not. So now it's definitely not straight, but this is how this is. This is life. This is 2020 part two this in 2021. Peek behind the sausage. Yeah, this is how the sausage is sausaged. Um, so, yeah, that's why we're recording remotely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you might have seen me tweet this. Um we do have a big, the, the biggest podcast guest we've ever had before. And that's not a slight to any of our friends that we've had on the podcast before. But once this does get recorded and go live, you'll see what I mean. Um, but we have a very big podcast guest coming on. It looks like we're going to record probably the first week of March, I'm thinking. Um, and it is literally a dream come true for me. Um you know, I tweeted about shoot your shot and all that. And I've wanted to do this for a while, but I was finally like, whatever, let's just do it. Fear of rejection. Who cares? Let's do it. Um, so I did it and it's going to work out. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I will say for patrons, you know, you always get the podcast a day early, but when we do record that, that'll basically be a bonus episode for that week. Uh, we got to figure out the schedule and everything, but, um, yeah, it's, we're not going to put that live a day early on Patreon uh, just because I want to get that out there in the wild as quickly as we can once we record it and I edit it and all that fun stuff. Um, but be on the lookout for that. If you know me um, and who I follow in gaming and stuff, you might be able to hazard a guess at it. I will not confirm nor deny anything if any of you ask me about it. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, so be on the lookout for that because it is basically, we, we can retire after we do that essentially in my mind, we're not going to, don't worry. Uh, Sean, yes, we're recording this on Valentine's day. I had the worst sushi ever, but, um, we did have a highlight of Valentine's day and that is that Zack Snyder loves us and HBO loves us and WB loves us, even though they gave us justice league. On Valentine's Day, we finally got the first full, and I'm assuming only full trailer uh, for the Snyder Cut. Sean, what did you think? I liked it. I, I'm shocked at just 
how different it not even so much how different it looks but more just how different it feels like it just has a completely different i don't know atmosphere something to it um it looks like it's going to be much more epic um it's what like four hours it is four i think it's three hours and 50 minutes and they are releasing it as one movie not four separate episodes thank you i mean that's a long movie but that's the right way to do it I, i'm guessing it's not really i don't know movies aren't really meant to be released in parts like that would just be weird yeah have four like i'm guessing i don't know I, i'm glad they're doing it just as one movie like I mentioned, uh, if you had to watch Endgame, and I'm not saying this is going to be Endgame, please do not say that I'm, don't think I'm saying that. But imagine if you had to watch Endgame in three hour long parts. It, like, I don't even right. know where you break that up. I, I don't well, know how you would ever saying. do that. I don't know that the movie is going to really lend itself to right. even be split up into four parts. So I don't know. I wonder if that was ever the plan or if somehow that just got started in some kind of rumor mill and then no at the beginning it was either somebody from hbo or wb did say like when they finally confirmed that it was actually going to happen that first interview on variety or whatever um you know hollywood reporter something like that they said that it was going to be released in four hour long segments um but i'm glad they're not doing it is a four hour justice league ridiculous absolutely is that the way they should release it though absolutely um I I do have to say there wasn't a whole lot of hate for this from the usual suspects because um, I was waiting for it. Um, maybe because it actually looks good and they have nothing to say. Um, but I mean, we, we see Superman without the CG face. We see him in the black suit. We see the callback to Man of Steel when he's getting ready to, to take off for the first time, I'm assuming, after he puts the suit on and he's got the fist down and all those particles and stuff are raising up and all that. Um, we see Darkseid. We see Steppenwolf. Apparently, his really spiky armor is just armor because we see him without that talking to Darkseid through the mother box. We see the MFing Bat Tank from The Dark Knight Returns. Are you kidding me? I cannot... I, I am shocked. I don't know where it's going to fit in because when they're fighting Steppenwolf, he's got the plane thing, which hopefully it won't still break through the shield with one <laughs> missile, but whatever. Um, and then we've got the Batmobile. So I don't know where the tank comes into play. It didn't look like that was in the nightmare stuff because it's just dark. Um, maybe that's when they fight dark side inside, you know, the, the, the water thing where Aquaman shows up and whoop, whoop, and pushes the water back and all that. Um, and then that freaking, that final shot. Um, I, I will say I was today years old when I found out that we live in a society as a meme. Um, I had no idea about this. I don't get the big deal. Like I've heard it before, never as much as I have today. Apparently, I really think I get it. Like, so I did a little bit of research, and apparently, it's a meme that's been around for a while. We live in a society. And it was always linked back to the Joker, even though the Joker never said it. And then the Joker said it in this. So people were like, blah, 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 whatever. I didn't know it was a thing. I don't care that it's a thing. Um, I don't know if they're alluding to the fact that Batman and Joker are going to team up, but we still don't know if this nightmare stuff 
is actually happening. I think Zack Snyder said at some point that like where the original Justice League that hit theaters ended was kind of like nowhere near the end of the actual movie. So if that's the case, maybe Darkseid does come to Earth. Maybe we do get the nightmare scenario. Um, but I don't I don't know. Um, I think Leto already in five seconds of screen time is way better than he was in Suicide Squad. Like I always said, Leto could be an awesome Joker. I think Suicide Squad just sucked. Um, but I'm here for it. I just want to see Affleck and Leto interacting as Batman and Joker. And we never got to see that until now. Even if it is a dream, I don't care. Um, I'm just so happy we're finally going to see it. And also, does Superman actually go bad? Is the nightmare actually, is it coming true? Because... Like we see Superman in the black suit doing the heat vision. We assume it's at Steppenwolf during that battle, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Do they have the balls to go the injustice route in this? I don't think so. I think that would be awesome. I don't really see it. Other yeah. than maybe just like a tease, like maybe a little bit of it. And then I don't know. I, I mean, I hope they do but I'm not expecting it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't expect this to be Endgame or Infinity War or anything near that level. I think it's pretty easy to say it has to be better than the Justice League that we got because if it's not, then what the hell was all this for? Do you think, not do you want, but do you think, are you expecting it to be better than BBS Ultimate? I do. Yeah. I think it will. I expect it. And I think it will. BVS was so. I like it. I know it's not a really good movie, but I like it. Like I said, it's a solid seven, 7.5 out of 10. If this isn't at least an eight in my mind, I'll be shocked. Um, But it also seems like Zach's going to give the screen time. Cause that was one of the problems with justice league was just like, here's all these characters they're here for two seconds and that's their backstory. And then they team up. Whereas this, we've got four hours. Um, I just feel like everybody's going to get the screen time they deserve. You know, the rumors before we took over with that cyborg played a large role. I saw, it, I think it was Greg actually was saying when he was watching it, you know, there's that one shot where flash is coming up behind cyborg and cyborg's eyes are wide open. And maybe is that when flash like gets the power of the mother box or something, and then he goes back in time to tell Bruce in Batman versus Superman, oh, I'm too early. Lois is the key, whatever. Uh, who knows? Um, I'm not expecting like the best superhero movie ever, but I just want to know. I want to know what Zach's vision was, and this might not even be Zach's vision anymore, but it's got to at least be the bare bones of that yeah. vision. You know, I wonder how much like, if he had, you know, if all the stuff didn't happen and he just got to make Justice League originally, how close to this would that have been? Right. Yeah. And like, obviously, Joker was not in the first cut because all his stuff is reshoots. And I could picture Jared Leto being like, OK, yeah, I'll come back, but I ain't cut my hair again, bro. You can you can just make my long hair green and then we can wash it out. Um but it also, it, it fits in the whole nightmare thing. I'm just so glad he doesn't have the damage tattoo anymore. 
which kind of makes me think it is just a, a, a dream sequence or something, but I don't know. I, I'm so excited for this. Um, I don't know what I'm going to so get. That's, to I was curious about that, but I also figured I'll just wait and talk about it now. And here we are. You mentioned the fact that Cyborg was shown in the nightmare thing right. that makes you believe that that's actually happening and not just a, a nightmare. You know, like, what? why is that? Why do you say that? I, I After I said that, I was like, but Batman could just be, like he says in the trailer, he had a vision of premonition or something. So he could just have a vision involving all the people. I, I think what I was thinking originally was just like, okay. when we had in Batman versus Superman, it was just him getting tricked by his army, the parademons, Superman comes in and rips his heart out of his chest, a la Temple of Doom. Um, but then when I went back, after I said, I was like, oh no, this is, that doesn't mean anything. It's a, if it's a vision, he can have a vision of anybody, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was my first thought. I'm like, I wonder how much more of the Joker we're really going to get in this movie. Because I don't know, there's already, now granted it's a four-hour movie, but there's a lot going on. And I feel like the Joker is not something you can really just shoehorn in. Like, he's got to yeah. have time to, you know, I just, I don't know. I wonder if it's... I think he's in there for... Cameo. Yeah, I think he's in there for a couple of minutes, is what I think. Yeah. Um. I almost hope he does do a new like post credits teaser, even if it's a movie we'll never get, like even if it's what we already got at the end of justice league, have Joker on the boat with Lex or something like just, I don't know. Again, I'm not expecting greatness, but I'm expecting it to be at least good. And I want to see this movie so badly. Um, yeah. And the, the thing is, so that week is the week of spring break here. We're going to be going to Knoxville the weekend before for Nick's gymnastics state meet. And I don't know how long we're going to stay over there, but I might not actually be able to watch this on the 18th. It might be a day or two later. And if that's the case, I'm just going to delete Twitter and I'll probably block Rasan from texting me because I'm, I, I, I can't be spoiled on anything in this, even though we've already seen justice league. Um, are you going to watch justice league again before you watch this? I don't, I don't see the need. I feel like I should, but I'm almost like, no, no, no. Like, if anything, I should watch the ultimate cut of BVS again. Because um, it doesn't really matter what the original Justice League was. You know what I mean? So Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah, we wait with bated breath, Zack Snyder. Uh, I'm glad he gets to do this. F the haters and I can't wait to see it even if it sucks. So that's where I'm at. Speaking of HBO, we have our Joel and Ellie for the last of us HBO show. Pedro mother loving Pascal is Joel and Bella Ramsey is Ellie. Sean, Pedro Pascal is perfect. Um, we've seen, I'm not the first to make this joke, after the Mandalorian, we know he can do an escort mission show. Um, I don't know if he can grow a full beard was the only thing that I was wondering, because he seems like he kind of has facial hair like me. Um, but all jokes aside, Pedro Pascal is the freaking man. I think he's great casting for Joel. 
What do you think about Pedro as Joel? And also, I have no, I've never heard the name Bella Ramsey until this was announced. I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. You can fill me in there. So what do you think of the casting of both of these? So they're both Game of Thrones uh, alums. Oh, that that's was right. The first thing I saw Pedro in, and I loved him back then. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that. I think just going by looks, I think Bella is a better fit than Pedro. I don't really see Joel when I see Pedro, but I'm also like, I, I don't care. It's Pedro. He's he's gonna kill it. I'm not worried yeah. about it at all. Um, like Troy Bella, Baker does not look know. like I Joel. I just feel like <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, Bella, I don't know. Everybody loved her just because she's like not necessarily like her acting prowess or anything. Just the character, at least that's my understanding of it. She was like this, and it's been so long, but she was basically essentially a queen or, I don't know, somebody of some kind of ridiculous importance, but, ooh, ha, 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 she's actually just a little child, but, ooh, she's actually pretty tough, and she doesn't take no crap, and blah, blah, blah. So, like, everybody loved the character. Um, I, I thought it was whatever. Um, but, I mean, I can kind of see Ellie. Um, a lot of people were saying... Um, and I don't remember, and I never saw the movie, but the girl that was in that, um, I think it was called Booksmart or something. It was basically like the female version of Superbad, as far as I could tell. Okay. Um, I don't know if she's done anything but that, but when I see her, I'm like, oh yeah, that, she could have been a perfect Ellie, but whatever. Um, I think it'll be fine. I, I don't think, I think Pedro's going to kill it. As far as I'm concerned, he can do no wrong. He'll he'll nail it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I, I think they're I think they're both gonna be good. I'm excited for it. I don't know how good or bad it will be. Supposedly they're gonna follow the plot of the first game very closely. That could be a good or a bad thing. Um, seeing as how we know how everything turns out. But at least with this casting, I'm like, okay, so this actually is going to happen. Uh, and it should at least be, it can't be bad is what I'm thinking, but who knows? If it's bad, they have royally screwed something up. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no way it should be bad. Yep. I agree. Uh, so we have some questions this week, Sean, from James Oler. We, allu- we alluded to it last week. We only got to one of them. He's got three other entries here. Um, Actually, there's only so two of them are questions. The first one he writes in and says, I would like for y'all to give Detroit Become Human a shot. I really enjoyed it. Also, days gone. I had fun getting the platinum and I've never experienced such great horde battles in a zombie game. And what I say to that, James, is I actually kind of do want to try both of these just because they're on the PS Plus collection. And I'm about to have a big old just gap when it comes to video games. Um, until May gets here. So I don't know, Sean, do you have any interest in either of those? I do. Yeah. Basically just because of the PS plus thing, if they weren't on PS plus, like I don't care about either of them enough to spend the dime on them. I would never buy them. Yes. Yeah. So now that I've, I've got them and I know I pay for PS plus regardless, but, but like, 
they're essentially free to me at this point. I'm definitely interested in both. Um, at least to give them a shot, but I don't know. I mean, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah. Both, you know, when I when they released the collect or when they, you know, announced the collection and I saw both of those on there, I'm like, well, good. I'll get to try both of these games now. But now, you know, what, three months later or whatever, I haven't yeah touched either of them yet. But but yeah, I think we're in a little bit of a a gap here where we'll have some time. So yeah, we've had a lot to play over the last couple of months. Um, so I do think I'm going to give both of these a try. I still got to try Control. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I'm, I want to try that as well. Uh, James also writes in and says, is the Internet's obsession with Lady Dimitrescu better or worse than the obsession with Bowsette from New Super Mario U Deluxe? My answer is really simple. Uh, it's much better because she's at least kind of humanoid, whereas Bowsette, is just a cartoon and uh, you do you internet, but like some of this stuff out there just is like, we should just delete the internet. Uh, this podcast wouldn't exist, but like, bro, she's a cartoon. I know it's like peach, like combined with Bow- whatever the hell Bowsette was um, at least lady Dimitrescu, even though she's almost 10 feet tall, she's kind of a human um, whereas Bowsette is just a cartoon and that will always just make me go bruh. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts, Sean? I don't know. It just seems odd to me. I don't get the obsession. It's like people are doing it just to be over the top at this point. I don't really get, I don't know. I, I don't understand. Yeah. But yes, I guess I would say it's not quite as bad as Bowsette. What the hell is this podcast? Uh, One more thing James writes in, and he just simply says, is Groundhog Day a time travel movie? (sighs) I feel like I would need to be high to really figure this out and answer this question. But I think it's a time travel movie, right? I guess it is. My initial gut reaction action was no but it is i mean he's aware he's basically continuing to live his life but he continuously goes back and lives that day yeah i guess that's time travel yeah it has so he's aware like voluntary time travel but still time travel yeah it's like if somebody is aware <laughs> i am aware it's like somebody like slipped a quantum bracelet or whatever on his wrist without him knowing it from endgame and every time he lies down to go to sleep they go doop 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 and he goes back in time a day wakes up and is like oh it like that meme from cj and uh or is it cj in san andreas i can't remember it's like oh shit here we go again um <laughs> i think it's time travel i think it has to be a time travel movie i don't see i don't i don't yeah it's hard to make a case for why it wouldn't be yeah but i wouldn't have thought it was originally but yeah it's got to be but obviously James wrote this in when we were nearer to Groundhog Day and then we were too tired after Super Bowl or excuse me, excuse me, the big game trademark uh, last week to answer that. So, yes, James, it is a time travel movie. Thank you for writing in, sir. Sean, what have you been playing this week? So the. I've spent a lot of time. In front of a screen this week. But, however, 
However, that screen is the screen on our new Peloton. Oh. I'm digging it. I love it. Um, I am way more hooked on it than I ever thought I would be. That being said, I've not really played a lot of games this week. Um, How is said Peloton? I, uh, it's it's awesome. It has yet to put me in the hospital like my one mm-hmm. spin class I took did. So I got that going for me. Um, I'm on like a ten day streak now or something. I'm I I like it a lot. I see I see how people can you know get addicted to it. Yeah. Um, I I think I said last week I started control. Mm-hmm. I have not yet gone back to it. It's I feel like it's kind of like you with ghost maybe and the, there's nothing in particular that I don't like about it but there's also it hasn't I played it once and granted I played it for I don't know probably 2 or 2 and a half hours something like that in one sitting and I haven't gone back to it yet but I don't know why. Yeah. I mean maybe just maybe because of the Peloton. It's not like I've been playing games and I just haven't played that, but either way it hasn't drawn me back to it. I'm definitely not done with it. I want to go back and play more. I'm I'm enjoying it. I just find myself very confused and I feel like I was kind of confused in the beginning and now I'm in this new area that it's like, "Oh, go do this." And I'm like, "I don't even know what that means like go to this place and do this or something and i'm like i don't know what that place is i don't know where it is i don't have like a waypoint that i can set there's not really any indicators that point me in the right direction and that was when i stopped and i haven't gone back since yeah Um, so enough about what i didn't play (laughs) what i did play today i finally just said screw it i mean finally it came out two days ago but um, I did go ahead and buy 3D World slash Bowser's Fury. Um, I haven't yet played Bowser's Fury, but I watched some gameplay of it online, and it actually looks pretty fun. Um, I still can't really grasp how much of a game, like how how long of a game it is. Um, I'm not expecting a whole lot, but it looks pretty fun. It's got like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's got kind of a sunshine feel to it um just based on like the aesthetic the environment whatever um but it seems like it it looks and controls other than the hat stuff it looks and controls like odyssey um so i don't know i think it's i think it's going to be fun i don't know how long of a game it is it may be really fun for a short period of time or it could be really fun for a decent amount of time um, but I wasn't ready to jump into that yet. I started a new 3D world game. I made it through World 1, got all the stars to make sure I'm not short when it gets to the end. Um, I did the toad tracker thing yeah. in the first world. I do not understand why this needs the gamepad to be able to play like it has nothing i thought it was gonna i'm like oh it's in this game i wonder what it's gonna be like and how how they're gonna change it from what it was originally which i don't know what it was originally i'm guessing it's the exact same thing and there's no reason that something like that would need the gamepad to play because i'm doing it fine on the switch and yeah. playing it on a controller so i don't understand why that was such a big deal 
Um, but it's fun. I, I like it. It looks, it looks beautiful. I mean, it's, it's looks like any other Mario game, I guess, but it's definitely a step up from the original. Everything just looks cleaner and smoother and brighter and more polished. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, good. Yeah. I think, uh, Bowser's Fury sounds like it's like essentially one of the worlds from Odyssey. Two to three hours. You can do all this other stuff. Bowser's going to go into Giga Bowser, whatever the hell he's called. Um, and then you get big or you run away from him, whatever you do. But it seems like it's like one of the worlds from... It almost seems like it was something that they wanted to put in as DLC for Odyssey. But then they were like, no, let's hold off. We're going to put 3D World out. We'll just add it onto that instead or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, yeah. That's it. Well, cool. I got two platinums this week. So I'm up to 61. Two. two. Number 60 was Hybroxia 2 again on the Vita. Uh, I finally figured it out because I went through tweets and I was like, oh, okay. So obviously game provided by Lily Mo Games. We got review codes to play it on PS4. Those review codes were only for PS4. They were not cross by. So that's why it never showed up in my download list. So I could have planned it a week ago if I would have known this. You could have reached out to get another Vita code, but I was like, you know what? It, uh, the embargo's already up. I love this game. They deserve my 10 bucks. So I just bought it on Vita um, and I did it in a day. Uh, it was interesting playing it on Vita because the sticks on Vita are so sensitive and also i forgot that this game's actually kind of hard at, at, at the very beginning before you level up anything when you're just like pew 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 yeah like it's tough and especially when you're you're on this little screen with these sensitive sticks that took a little bit of getting used to um but once i finally started getting credits and leveling up and everything i i had a good time with it um the funny thing so we mentioned it in our review and we've talked about it on here and stuff and i've talked about it on twitter <laughs> The damn boost rush mode trophy on Vita. I had to beat it three times to get the trophy because the first two times it glitched and didn't pop and it was the last trophy. And I saw some other people saying this. They're like, well, exit out, go back in, make sure it's patched, blah, 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 blah. First off, the funny thing with boost rush mode on Vita, there are none of like the breakable things that you can go through. Really? So I don't know if that's just maybe I should go I try mean, it on PS4. No purpose, but right. That's weird. I almost think they patched it out because if you haven't yet gotten the hundred uh the hundred X combo, you can get it in boost rush mode because every time you hit one of those things that's breakable, it counts. Uh, so maybe they were like that that's too cheap a way to get the trophy. But I don't know. I haven't tried it on PS4 to see if it got patched out as well. But anyways, you had to beat I had to beat boost rush mode three times. And I beat it three times because I realized something I did not realize when I played this game on PS4. And that is, and I'm interested to see if you know this, and James Solar, let me know when you hear this. I found something that made Boost Rush mode a lot easier. And when I beat it three times, I like beat it, died a couple times, beat it, died, beat it. So I think I beat it three out of six tries. I beat Boost Rush mode before I finally got the trophy to pop. What made it easier for me was I did this by accident. One time I was going through the level and I accidentally pushed either down all the way down or up all the way up. But what happened was I was on a place where it was all flat 
there was no like debris doing this in the way. If you go down or up all the way when it's flat, you don't crash. What made this so hard for me was every time I was trying to go through some of those things, I was like, I have to go up a little bit, but not too far because I'll crash. Then down a little bit, but not too far because I'll crash. No. One of these when you have to go like up, down. If you touch the flat, either top or bottom, you don't die. You You only die if you hit basically a wall or a slope. Exactly. That made it so much easier. Now I'm like, oh my God, I wish I would have known this before I died at this thing like 50 times on the PS4 to get that platinum. Um, So if you want to borrow my Vita, you can. (laughs) And you can get Hybroxia and Hybroxia 2 and get the platinums on it. That's up to you. Um, Yeah, I might. I mean, I might as well. Because I don't know when I'm going to play the beat again, as much as I love it. The hell's in my hair. I don't even want to. Was that frosting? What the hell was that? Um, <laughs> that was weird. Um, so, yeah, I got the platinum of that. And then I said, you know what? I, I got to free up some space on my PS5. Not for any reason, but I just want to. So I finally went back to Miles Morales. And I did get the platinum, as I tweeted out. My 61st platinum. Um I think I I rated it properly when I put it at seventh or eighth, whatever it was last year. Um, This game, like I I went back and played Arkham Asylum not that long ago and it didn't feel as repetitive, but man, going through this again, I was just like, oh my God. And I didn't realize I had to do 25 wall takedowns and 25 ceiling takedowns and kill 50 people or knock out 50 people with a remote mine. Those trophies suck. Like they replaced do all the crimes. Well, they kind of replaced it because I got to do all the crimes, but do all the bonus stuff. I didn't know that was a trophy. Like this was not a fun platinum to get. And the fact that you can't skip every cutscene, they let you skip some, skip some, but not all. Super frustrating. Um, but again, at the end, when they said, you know, when there's, uh, I won't spoil it in case you haven't played it yet, but when there's the group around him and they say what, you know, they say, right, Sean? I was still like, I teared up, even though I was like, I just don't, I, as soon as I got it, I immediately deleted it. And I was like, I don't need to play this game again. The the thing that sucks is like, man, this was so repetitive, even with Miles's cool powers and stuff. I'm like, oh good. I got to power up more generators. And then, oh, there's four of them. I got to punch them. Oh, now there's four. And I got to like web this and then web it over here. So it powers up so that this will, I'm like, (sighs) it was not a fun platinum but I had to get it so I could yeah. just be done with it. It's one of those games that uh, I liked it a lot less when I had to get the platinum. Yeah. Like it's not by any means a bad game. It's a really, really good game, but some of the stuff you have to do for the platinum, like just forcing you to beat the game twice and not allowing you to skip every single cutscene, it's just it gets repetitive. Um, there was one I don't remember what the exact trophy was, but there's something about all the different crimes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So there's there's like nine different crimes, and now instead of but doing, what did they make you do? So in the original Spider-Man, it was do it it was do five crimes in each district, so like forty crimes or something. This, there was like a list of nine crimes, which you could always access it on the Friendly Neighborhood Spider app. But what you had to do with those is 
you had to do the bonus objectives for each one. That's what it was. Yeah. So what I struggled with the car chase, something was happening. Yeah. Beat it without taking damage. I'm, I swear I did it like five times in a row and the trophy like wouldn't pop. I'm like, I'm not getting hit. I swing and I swing and I swing and then I triangle to go onto the roof. The guy pops out. I toss him out. The guy yep. pops out. I toss him out. I hit the last guy and then I stop the car and then no trophy. I'm like, I don't know where I got hit. I don't know if it's glitched and it's not popping or if for some reason I'm taking some random damage and I'm not realizing it. That was probably maybe not the worst part, but the most frustrating because I didn't understand what was happening and why I wasn't able to get it. But. Yeah. After I tried it like three or four times, I read up online and people were like, it's not glitch. What the problem is, is a lot of times when you are swinging towards that car, if you don't come at it from like a side street, like a cross street or something, what's happening is you're not realizing it because there's not a good indicator, but when they're shooting at you while you're swinging from the car, you're getting hit then. So if you're not really good, as soon as like, it, it's uh, like your, your spider sense would go red and you'd get hit like immediately. So unless you're super fast hitting circled to dodge, you're going to get hit even though you don't realize it. And then you can't get that bonus objective thing. So once I knew that I was like, okay, I really got to focus when I'm chasing this guy, dodge, dodge, get to the car as soon as I can. And then I finally got it. But yeah, that was super annoying, but also like the wall takedowns and the ceiling takedowns because you can really only do ceiling takedowns like in the rocks on labs when you're like down underground yeah. and there's actually a ceiling because everything else is open you can do wall takedowns for like crimes or underground hide hideouts or whatever but those ceiling takedowns you have to be in specific areas oh and then so that i did the hundred combo thing i did that in a rocks on lab that took me like five tries because i kept when you played on super easy you don't lose your combo when you get hit however if you still take too long to hit somebody your combo stops. So that I kept having like, okay, reload the last checkpoint, reload last checkpoint. There's another one I struggled with and it was one of your, um, what do you call it? Venom moves or whatever. I think it was the one where you like dash, jump forward, dash, grab a guy and throw him or whatever. And it was like, throw, throw a guy into two other, three other guys. Or to go into the rocks on lab and just like run around and get to where there was like 20 people running at me in a group and I would grab the first guy and do the the thing and throw him into the crowd and it just wouldn't pop. I'm like, there's no way that didn't hit three people or whatever the trophy was for. That one also stressed me out, but yeah, it was not it was not a fun platinum. And obviously I'm gonna play Spider-Man 2 when it comes out, but right now I'm like I'm not going to go back and play Spider-Man Remastered. I got the Platinum again because my saves transferred. I don't want to play yeah, a Spider-Man game. Whenever Spider-Man 2, either around the corner of actually being released, maybe I'll go back. I am not. I won't play this one again. Yeah. I would maybe go back and play Remastered again. I mean, play Remastered for the first time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It certainly won't be anytime soon if I do. Oh, the one thing that was cool, I will say, so this is the first time I played it since they put out the 4K, the uh, performance mode, which is 4K plus ray tracing. Yeah. So I didn't have it on. So when I booted up the game for my last save, Miles was just sitting there on like a lamppost or something with the icy streets and whatever. I was like, oh, let me change to this new thing. It's like, okay, restart. It'll restart the game real quick. Boom. And as soon as it did it, like all the reflections on the street, like in the ice and everything, I was like, 
oh snap like i don't know if this is actually still 4k but now that i've got ray tracing with 60 frames per second this looks freaking awesome so i will give them credit for that difference yeah that was awesome um so yeah so i'm up to 61 platinums and i have no idea what i'm gonna play now i guess i gotta go back to ghost i think you should even if i mean the platinum the platinum's not difficult at all if you like the game like if you I mean, you, you're going to spend a lot of time just fast traveling and go here so I can, you know, beat this Mongol camp and go here so I can beat this one. Like, it takes a lot of time, but it's really not difficult at all. But I think you at least need to play through the game. And by the time you beat it, you may just be like, this game's awesome. I'm not. And that's kind of how I mean, I wanted to get the platinum regardless, but there was definitely a part of me that was just like, I beat it, but I'm still having fun with this game. I'm not yeah. ready to just you know delete it i'm gonna see it through for the platinum and that might happen for you i don't know but yeah i think it was like a 60 65 hour platinum something like that it took it took a while but yeah and that's the thing i have no idea how long i played miles morales for because some of my kids have all at least they they dabbled in it for a few hours each when the ps5 came out so i don't know how long it took me to get this platinum but um this game actually was just like i there for a minute i was like why did I become a trophy hunter? Like this isn't fun anymore, you know, but I've started this. I need to at least get to like a hundred before I quit and this will get me to 61. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I need to go back to ghost and I'm pretty sure that's what I'll do next. And then I'll try control and maybe man eater and days gone in Detroit. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Sean, you want to get the news of the week? Let's do it. E3 ain't dead yet. This comes from VGC. E3 organizer, the Entertainment Software Association, also known as the ESA, is pushing forward with poops, damn it, Sean, with plans for a digital event this summer, but it still requires the backing of major games companies. The E3 Expo has historically been at the center of the game industry's calendar, with companies often saving, I see you typing, saving their biggest announcement for the annual Los Angeles event. However, due to the coronavirus pandemic, plans for a physical E3 in 2020 were canceled. When a proposed 2020 virtual show also failed to materialize, the ESA promised a, quote, reimagined E3 would take place in June of 21. According to E3 2021 pitch documents sent to games publishers and seen by VGC, the ESA has now outlined its proposals for this year's event, which would see three days of live stream coverage held during the previously announced dates of June 15th through 17th. The ESA's intention is to hold multiple two-hour keynote sessions from games partners and awards show, a June 14 preview night, and other smaller streams from games publishers, influencers, and media partners. The broadcast event would be supplemented by media previews the week before, as well as demos released on consumer platforms, according to the proposal. The ESA also says it will allow partner companies to remotely stream playable game demos to the media across, quote, thousands of scheduled meetings with one-to-one assistance from developers. Many companies have used, companies have used similar on-demand streaming solutions during the pandemic to allow the media to remotely play their games for review purposes. However, E3 2021 plans plans still require the approval of the ESA's membership, which is made up of the industry's industry's biggest games companies and who have significant influence over the direction of the show. 
the ESA was already facing significant pressure to reinvent E3, with several major publishers, including EA, Sony, and Activision, having abandoned the event in recent years. And that was before 2020's cancellation, after which many companies, such as EA and Ubisoft, enjoyed success running their own digital events. E3's longtime collaborator, Jeff Keighley, who quit the show last year due to a disagreement over its direction, direction, also launched the successful Summer Game Fest in 2020. Keighley, Keighley confirmed to VGC over private message that the event would return this year and he would not be involved in E3. So, Sean, I'm happy about this. I've seen a lot of people kind of with differing opinions. Um, after this report went out, E3 or the ESA did reach out to IGN to give them a quote that said, quote, we can confirm that we are transforming the E3 experience for 2021, end quote. Um, like we said, Jeff Keighley won't be involved again. And apparently his summer game fest this year will only be one month instead of three because I didn't even, I was like, does summer game fest go for all of 2020? Cause it was, I love Jeff Keighley, but the summer game fest was not done well at all last year. Um, but when it comes to me, I am so happy that E3 at least gets one more year. Um, I don't think we need it, but I still like that. It's a thing provided that they don't leak everybody's personal data again. Um, I just like having a set three days for nerd Christmas for us to get all the announcements from all the big companies condensed into that time period. And then we can do a three, three and a half hour podcast to talk about it all. What do you think Sean about E3 not being dead yet? I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I'm glad, you know, that it's happening again, but I also don't really know that it's needed. I don't know that I really, I mean, to me, it's the more the merrier, right? The more chances we have throughout the year to see new games and, you know, hear new announcements, and whatever, the better. Like, I wish there was something every month. Like, I would be totally fine with that. So, I'm glad it's back. It's one more chance to hear some, you know, cool announcements, see some new games, whatever. That being said, I still do kind of feel like it's sort of jump the shark. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think we really need it. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's just become something entirely different now. And I don't know, but I mean, I'm happy a bunch of you know announcements all at once but i don't know yeah we at least get to do one more year of our e3 <laughs> predictions hopes and dreams episode um but i like it I, I don't know that it's here for the long haul because there's really there's really no need the publishers can do it themselves they can all sony and microsoft and nintendo are all playing nice now anyways they can just say hey let's just do the second week of june you go sunday we'll go monday you go tuesday whatever like they don't need they don't need E3, but they all do like everybody pays into the ESA because they lobby for them in Washington for whatever they need. So it's not like the ESA is ever going to go away, but I don't know that we really need E3, but I'm glad we at least get one more, one more year of E3 after COVID screwed everything up last year. Yeah. All right. Next up, this also comes from VGC because this little site is just reporting everything now. 
Uh, six days in Fallujah is being revived. This comes, like I said, from VGC. Konami's canceled Iraq war game Six Days in Fallujah has been revived. The action game, which was due to depict the real-life Iraq battle via a mix of gameplay and interview footage from Marines who were there, was canceled in 2009 due to criticism from the press, British military veterans, and anti-war groups. Now, Victura, a publisher formed by the CEO of original developer Atomic Games, has announced that the game is back in development at Highwire Games, the studio founded by Bungie veteran Jamie Griesmeyer, Jared Noftel, and Shardy O'Donnell. Is that a real name, or did you put that? Did you? <laughs> what was his name? Shardy O'Donnell. This is a serious story. Marty. He wrote Shardy. Marty O'Donnell. It will release this year for consoles and PCs, says Shardy. According to the announcement, Six Days in Fallujah reminds of, remains a first-person tactical military shooter based on true stories from the second battle for Fallujah in 2004. Victoria claims it's been working in partnership with frontline Marines and soldiers who fought in the battle for Fallujah and says its intention with Six Days is to, quote, bring players closer to the uncertainty and tactics of modern combat, end quote, than other video games have explored. Over 100 Marines, soldiers, and Iraqi civilians who were present during the second battle for Fallujah have shared their personal stories, photographs, and video recordings with the development team, it claims. The game presents these stories through original documentary interview footage. Documentary, documentary, what the hell am I supposed to say? This is one of those words that every time I'm like... I've never heard somebody say documentary. documentary. I think but it's just... I've who, never heard anybody say that. Who makes documentaries? A documentarian. Thank you. I think that's what screws me up. Okay, but well, maybe, but that doesn't make it correct. Well, it's documentary. Um, <laughs> so this is one of the craziest stories. Like this game was canceled 12 years ago. It was originally a freaking Konami game, uh, not being made by Kojima. And I think it just got so much bad, excuse me, press um, <laughs> with like depicting real world really controversial stuff that they're like no we can't make this but now these guys that you know were were founders at bungie and stuff filmed their their they formed their own thing their own company somehow they got the rights to this and now they're making it um i don't it's just crazy i can't remember a game ever being canceled for 12 years and then being announced it's coming back like even final fantasy 15 took forever but it went from 13 verses to 15 it just took forever to come out the Last Guardian took forever to come out, but it's not like it got canceled and then brought back. They'd never officially canceled it. It just took forever. Final Fantasy VII Remake was rumored forever, but once it was finally official, they started making it. They kicked Cyber Connect off. Then they brought it in-house at Square Enix, and they made my game of the year and your game of the year last year as well. I can't ever remember a game being canceled for 12 years and then coming back. This is crazy. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty unheard of. I'm still a little, I don't know, something just seems weird about this game. Like, And I know Call of Duty games recently are just becoming more and more, you know, quote-unquote realistic. I mean, not really, but kind of. This just seems a little too, I don't know. It would be like making a... I don't know, like a 9-11 game where like yeah. you're in like you need to escape 
the tower. Like, it just seems so weird. Like, we don't need to be... I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really care in general because it's not a game I'm going to play. I don't really care about first-person shooters. So I'm not playing it regardless. But even if that was a style of game that I liked, I would have some severe apprehension about this one. I don't know. It just doesn't... Something seems weird to me. Yeah, there's something it just feels like... Uh, this is not a good term, but it just feels icky. You know, like, I don't know, something about this is like, but I've seen people say like, why can't the medium video games that we love so much be a place for this kind of stuff as well? Why do we just have to see this in documentaries and in movies and stuff like that? Why can't we have, Um, Yeah, you know? It's true. But I'm like, I don't know. Colin was saying, like, I don't want it. He, he doesn't want it to just be a propaganda thing. Like, oh, America did nothing wrong, you know, and I, I agree. If we screwed up, we screwed up. Like, if you're going to make a game about this, it can't be slanted one way or the other. You have to just tell the story of what happened. And this interview footage and everything could be a big part of that. But, yeah, I don't know. Something about it is still just, it's just kind of weird to me. Yep, I agree. And the last item on the news list. I mean, is this something that, assuming it looks fun, which is a weird way to describe right. it, but I mean, is this something you think you would get or no? I mean, I know you're on and off with Call of Duty and stuff. Or I don't know because this is so, like, I do remember this being a thing back in 09, but, you know, I had a one-year-old at the time. I was a year removed from Metal Gear Solid 4 and GTA 4, at that point, I was really, it was really for me, my PS3 was just like Madden. And I don't think I was even into Call of Duty back then. That, that might have been the year. Was that when Modern Warfare 2 came out? Because I did get Modern Warfare 2. Well, that might have been when Arkham Asylum came out. But I was very much a cat, quote unquote casual back then. But I do remember hearing about this. And I think I had the same thought back then that I was like, ooh, this is a weird thing to turn into a game. I don't know about this. Um, I think this is one of those, if they do it right, it would at least be interesting for me just from a you know a history perspective. But I, I, I think it's definitely one of those where I would wait to see what the reviews say. Well, the reviews, we, we know how the reviews are going to be. Um, I would like to hear people that I trust who have played the game tell me what they think about the representation of Fallujah in the game before I think about getting it is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And the last item on the list, you know, apparently we're going to get at some point we're going to get a week where we have more than three news items, but this isn't that one. NPD results were released for January. And the PS5 is doing pretty damn well, even though they can't make enough of these things. The PlayStation 5 sold more in terms of revenue in January 2021 than any console since the Wii in 2009. Now, again, these things cost $500 a piece because dollars sold. More in any January since 2009, or that's like the highest month Month. of any month since? Month. Okay, so it's not like... Had the best January since January of 09. No, I'm pretty sure it was the highest month. Yeah. Wow. The Switch did sell more console units, though, which should surprise no one. 
Uh, when it comes to software, the top 10 games were, of course, number one, Black Ops Cold War. Number two, Ask Creed Valhalla. That game will not go away. Number three, Spidey Miles Morales. Number four, Madden 21. Number five, AC New Horizons. Number six, freaking Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And again, these Nintendo games do not count digital. So these are all physical sales. So they were probably both higher. Number seven, Ring Fit Adventure, which you can only get physical because you got to have the... the... Um, number eight, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number nine, Super Smash Ultimate. Number 10, NBA 2K21. Cyberpunk dropped from third in December all the way down to 18th in January. Now, there's a note here that does not count digital sales. However, if you got a PlayStation or Xbox, you can't buy it digitally anyway. So it wouldn't matter if it counted digital sales there. I guess they mean Steam. But the fact that this POS game has dropped from third all the way to 18th in one month that they should just be ashamed of themselves. It's absolutely ridiculous that that game even came out on consoles. Sadly, a game we did not mention, Hitman 3, didn't make the top 10. Also, Hitman 3 did not make the top 20. And it was the biggest game release in January. Wow. That's not good. I, I hear so many good things about this, but I go back to when I got Hitman 2 uh, a few years ago. And it just wasn't Hitman that I remembered. And I don't know if I'm just not as good at these games anymore, if there's too many options. But I don't know. It seems like the people that got Hitman 3 absolutely adore it. But it didn't even make the top 20. And it was out on everything. I mean, you can even play it on Switch if you do the the stupid... Uh, what's it called? The the You can do it streaming on Switch, which I've heard just ridiculous horror stories about. Well, yeah, Hitman, terrible. Yeah, Hitman 3 didn't make the top 20. Shocking. Now it's time for the wrap-up, Sean. Grand Theft Auto 5. Holy crap, has sold 140 million copies. It is still the number two selling game of all time behind Minecraft, which is somewhere around 200 million. It'll never catch that. doesn't matter when they put it out on PS5 and, you know, Series X and S. It doesn't matter. It'll never catch Minecraft. But 140 million freaking copies. Also, take to announce that in 2020, they had more sales of GTA 5 than they did in any year since its launch year of 2013, where it was just out for three months. I think it came out in... September. This is freaking nuts, dude. Yeah, to me, the 2020 thing is almost yes. harder to believe than the total numbers. Like a game that came out seven years ago had its best year seven years later since the launch year. But like, that's just so weird. But also, like, you can't play this on Switch. Like, if this game was available on Switch and everybody's buying the Switch to play stupid Animal Crossing, and then they're like, oh, GTA 5, cool, whatever. I'll do GTA Online, whatever. But you can't get it on Switch. So it's just people that have the X-Bone and the PS4 or the Pro or the, the One X or the PS5 or the Series S or X or just they, they just keep buying this game. And I don't, I don't get it. I will say, you know, I log in once a month on GTA Online. Uh, just to get my million dollar bonus and whatever. But I will say online on that runs so much better than it did on PS4. So I will give them that something's going on. 
I don't know if it's just the processing power or, or what it is, but that game runs so much better on the five than it did on the four. But this, this just, it, it absolutely blows my mind. So shout out to you, Rockstar. Just give us six. This doesn't mean you don't need to make us GTA six. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is out June 11th. Sean, you're saying this is going to be your game of the year, you think? I mean, it was my prediction. Yeah. I, I certainly don't think, you know, I would be stupid to say, you know, if it's Ratchet versus the field, am I going to take Ratchet? Probably not. But I could certainly see it happening. I would love it. I loved the first one. And that was, you know, years at like, yeah, I definitely missed the boat on that. But yeah, I loved it. I wish it was sooner. Um, but I think once they announced, you know, Returnal wasn't coming out until April 30th, there was no way this was going to be a May game. It's just funny because I do remember them saying this was a quote launch window game. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that seven months after release still counts as a release window, but whatever. Um, I've got Resident Evil in May and then this in June. So I'm happy. Uh, the speaking of the PS5, it will be launching in China in the second quarter this year, finally. So that'll add more to their sales. But again, you got to make these things if you want to sell them. Also, it was announced Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will be releasing in theaters April 8th, 2022. Hopefully, by then we can actually go to theaters. Um, also, the funny thing, did you notice the uh, the logo, Sean? The two? Yep. There is a Tails on the logo. Spoiler alert. You should watch the first movie. I'm not going to spoil it, but I mean, I kind of just did. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is finally coming to PS5, Series X, and S, and Switch on March 12th. There will be a free next-gen upgrade for anybody who bought the current-gen upgrade or the current-gen version of the game. You will get 40, 4K 60 frames per second support, and your saves will transfer. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, is getting custom game browser next week, so that's cool. They've also been teasing that they're working on something with Master Chief Collection or Halo uh, with a unknown whatever thing. It sounds like it's just going to come over to the Epic Game Store, I think is what it was. I would love it to come to PS5. I know it's a shot in the dark, but if they put out the MCC on PS5, yeah, I would buy it. I don't think they ever will, but I would buy it, so we'll see. EA yeah. supposedly is decided. Would you buy it? Uh, 60 bucks, five Halo games plus multiplayer. I, would, I mean, probably. Yeah. It's not really my cup of tea, but that's, that's a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah. I only played, I played the first one on PC whenever it came to PC. Actually it was once we lived in Memphis. So I think it was Oh three. Cause I can remember it. I can remember playing it in my PC in my bedroom or no, that was Oh four when we went to the house. So yeah, I think I played it. Yeah, I played it in Oh four Oh five. I don't know when it came out, but I would, I would love to play through all of them just because, I mean, I could, I'm sitting here looking at a frick's freaking Xbox one S, but my kids went their home. They're playing it. So that's why I had, that's why I never, you know, played gears either. Uh, EA will be deciding this week if Anthem next or Anthem 2.0, whatever you want to call it lives or is scrapped. I think it's weird, like just pooper get off the pot already. I don't even know why this was a story. Like, just tell us what the decision is. Um, I played it for about 30 yeah. minutes and I'll never play it again. I wasted 10 bucks and whatever. 
Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam on March 9th. So there's that. Uh, Ubisoft announced that they will not be as reliant on AAA games in the future. They'll be looking more towards free-to-play games and their back catalog of games. For God's sakes, give us Splinter Cell. New game, remaster, old game, remake, old game. I do not care what it is. Konami isn't going to give us Metal Gear. So unless Sony gets the rights to make a Metal Gear game, Splinter Cell is my last hope for something related to Metal Gear. I mean, it's not related. You know what I mean? Similar is what I meant to say. Right. New game plus expo is happening on March 4th. Little uh, smaller uh, kind of E3 thing, Majiggy. It's happening March 4th. Also, the uh, we got Switch online updates this week, Sean, and I wrote here that they suck. For, su- for Super Nintendo, we're getting something called Doomsday Warrior, something called Psycho Dream, and something called Prehistoric Mans. And I know Sean didn't edit that. That's just how stupid the name of the game is. And then on NES, we get Fire and Ice. We also get Pork and Beans. Like shake and Bake. And Hank and Pat. Um, <laughs> they haven't put out all their good games for this yet, right? Am I crazy? No, like not even not even close. So what the like, hell is Doomsday it would be Warrior? One thing, <sighs> right. It would be one thing if they were only putting games on here at you know this slow of a pace if they were you know good games or at least well-known games. These are just terrible. Like why when was the last time they updated it? Two, three, four months ago? It's been no, I think a they, long time. No, 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 and, no. I think they updated it last month, but the last good update was whenever Donkey Kong Country 3, I think it was, came out at least four, maybe five months ago. This crap with Doomsday Warrior. Okay, but even if you come out with, uh, what, four games a month? Like, that's stupid. They clearly just don't care about the service. I don't know. It's so annoying. At this point, honestly, I would rather them just say, the eShop's back. Buy whatever games you want. They will be forward compatible for the Switch Pro or whatever the Switch 2 is or whatever the hell comes next. Or if you buy them here, you can download them on your 3DS if they're compatible there. I would rather have that than just pay 20 bucks a year. And yeah, you can play these games, but we did our initial launches and now everything sucks. And you're never going to get N64 or GameCube or like, I don't know. It's so weird. That like Nintendo would even tweet out, hey, February updates, Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, Prehistoric Mans, and Fire and Ice. What the F are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you can buy these games. That's what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, it's like the Wii, is the Wii U uh, store, the virtual console still like active? I'm just trying to think. It's not like they don't want to really small because they'd rather whether you just go and buy them but i mean buy them anywhere if you wanted to now anyway you've got like anybody still playing their wii u like exactly if there's still a virtual console on wii u i'd like to know their yearly revenue from that like twenty dollars like who right who even if that is a thing who is still doing that so it's not like they're holding back on us to get people to buy them elsewhere like just just it's so annoying I, I know, so they shut down the Wii Virtual Console a couple years ago, maybe 
two or three years ago. I can't remember, but that was, everybody was really upset at that because that was the best virtual console. That was NES, Super Nintendo, oh, yeah. Genesis, Turbo Graphics, I want to say was even on there. Like any retro game you could think of, you could get on there for like four or five bucks, whatever. They shut that down. The Wii U might still be active, but again, they only sold like 10 million of those things. And now they've sold 80 million switches. Like you have eight times as many people playing your stupid system. If you would just re- redo the virtual console like it was on the Wii, just make sure everything to play, you know, displays in at least 720p or something like you don't have to upress the games. I just mean the actual resolution of the games. Like Mario playing at, you know, 240i and your CRT or 720p on the NES Classic is a big difference. Just do that and just, and hell, I've got an NES Classic. I've got an SNES Classic. I've got a Genesis Classic. I got a PlayStation Classic for some reason. And I've got a Pi. I don't need any of this, but I would just love to be able to play whatever game I want on the Switch, period. Release every, I know you can't like put turtles and stuff like that because of trademark, you know, runs out, whatever. But like, man, I I cannot believe you go back and listen to some of our podcasts before the switch came out when all the rumors were happening about the the virtual console with NES and SNES 64. And then eventually they're going to do GameCube and this is going to be awesome, Sean, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like switch online. And these are the games you can play, you know, and sometime we'll update them. It's just, I don't know. I love Nintendo, yeah. but man, y'all better put out Breath of Wild 2 this year. I'm a I'm a be pissed. So <sighs> that's it for the wrap up. And that is it for episode 220. Thank y'all so much for being here. Uh, like I said, we will get back to normal next week as soon as <laughs> assuming that we thaw out here in Memphis. Um, if you're all being affected by this winter weather, stay home, stay safe, wear your mask, uh, stay warm, all that stuff. Um but yeah, we're part of the Nerd901 family. So go to nerd901.com for all things nerdy around Memphis and the Mid-South. Or no, the multiverse. What the hell do I say? I'm, I'm tired. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> connecting, they're connecting nerds across the Mid-South and the multiverse. Uh, check out Ernie the Blur Without Fear as well. Uh, you know where to find us. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all that other stuff. Um, yeah. This damn stupid snowstorm pissed me off because we were planning on doing our redoing our Zelda Let's Plays since the stupid OBS crash last time. Uh, But we'll get to them eventually. They're still coming. Um, So, yeah, hopefully we thaw out. But until next time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing.